Welcome back to the next edition of The Couch um, as we deep dive into marketing and have a look at uh, exactly what's happening, what's trending in this, uh, in this new world that we, we're living in. I saw some figures recently for quarter one 2020 uh, from the IPA Bellwether report that uh, suggests that in particular in the UK, advertising budgets are falling at the fastest rate since the last recession. Only about 14% particularly of UK businesses um, are finding that their marketing campaigns are continuing as planned. Well, there's a lot of people cutting back. There's also a lot, a lot of others that are pivoting their businesses today and actually starting to even find opportunities in this new world. So we're going to dig dive a little bit into that and uh, have a bit of fun as well. So we are on the couch, but obviously virtually. And joining me on the couch for this episode is Paul McCrory. He's the Group Industry Director of Facebook. Hi, Paul. Hey, Tony, how you going? Good, mate. Nice to see you comfy on the couch. You made your coffee and uh, nice and safe at home. I'm going to a pair of jeans on for you today, Tony. Most stressed up I've been in about eight weeks. So, uh, it's quite <laughs> so normally, normally you're in your pajamas or something like that, maybe. Um, with the camera switched off. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, so maybe, Paul, just to, to start off with, do you want to give us a, a very quick introduction to, to your role at Facebook? Yeah, sure. Um, so I've, I've been at Facebook for seven years. Um, the role is essentially I, I lead our customer teams, um, so anybody that's uh, out in the market with our um, our customer agency partners, creative teams, etc., like that. Um, so yes, lead those. Um, we have our business broken up into seven industry uh, teams, um, which um, yeah, which I, which I'm responsible for. So very keen on trends within the industry and trying to drive results and impact for, um, for the industry and for the verticals um, and just building building the, the team out really. Fantastic. I did, I did see um, obviously coming on this call that uh, there was a comment uh, just recently um, in a conference call with uh, Mark Zuckerberg that he stated like in the time of disaster people really rely more on social services. We're seeing surges in traffic especially in areas most affected um, which, which is which is great to see that you know there's there's a lot lot of people turning to social. So we're going to probably kick off the interview just by looking at some consumer trends, as you mentioned. Um, maybe you can share a few of those that you're seeing within Facebook that you're, you're finding as uh, as uh, things are trending for consumers, especially in on your platform. Yeah, look, I think um, even even uh, before that, there's a how do you how do you say it? Sometimes the the best in humanity comes from the darkest times, right? Um, which is nothing to do with social media. It's just in general that comes in leadership. It comes in people. It comes in so many different ways. When people are faced with hardship, um, they can sort of buckle underneath it or turn into the best versions of themselves, right? Um, I think we're seeing a lot of that happening, which is um, is heartening all over the world. Um, so with the with with what's happening with um, social media or the internet overall. We're definitely seeing a huge surge. Um, I think uh, in many in many affected areas, we're seeing internet usage double. Um, and you know what we're what we're seeing is that um, it's like you know every day is a weekend. So weekend traffic is obviously really high, but every day is like a weekend, um, which is interesting. Also, the interesting thing is that it's it's across all demographics. So which then of course creates some quite unique opportunities for marketers when they're trying to reach certain audiences because. A lot of older people are spending a hell of a lot more time there as well. Um, getting into our services, you know, in many ways, um, I think that we're seeing um, we're seeing the, the platforms actually step up and, and get back to the mission of the business, which is connecting people, full stop, um, regardless of that's friends, family, groups, um, information around COVID, 
uh, I, I believe that you know, in, in times of crisis like this, we're starting to see the social media networks um, be able to deliver on what our the mission was, um, which is which is great. Um, in terms of when we're looking at um, the the trends, the big the big trend is um, we're seeing a massive spike in video. Um, video calling via Messenger and WhatsApp um, is, is huge, both in user numbers and time spent. I'm sure you're like, look at us now, right? We're on a video call, right? Um, but we're seeing people doing that all over the place. We're also seeing new applications come out, come out, come out of nowhere, right? And um, we'll touch a little bit on the uh, on some of the stuff we're doing later. Um, so that that's good. Um, another really big trend is groups. Um, so people are, uh, I can give you a couple of examples if that's all right, but um, we're seeing fun use cases. We're seeing, um, you know, emotive use cases and then we're seeing uh we're seeing some um really just practical use cases so on the fun side you've got people there's one called the the bin outing group which is people are just bloody well pissed off that they can't get out of the house right and so they're taking any opportunity they can to get dressed up and feel like they're having fun go and look at the group i think there's about 1200 members now in australia and it's people getting properly dressed up for a night out just to take the bins out um, and doing <laughs> and doing fun things and so that's you know, it's creating that sense of relief and just um, uh, of, uh, of humor, really, uh, when, when people are just trying to, you know, escape, I suppose, right? And the second one is there's, which is more around, um, we're seeing a lot of groups in Australia at the moment being set up and people engaging with them just to try and help their communities. Uh, that one is adopt a mom and pop. It's like properly a tearjerker, to be honest, but it's when you've got older people um, who are, uh, vulnerable, not mobile, and just like, you know, struggling through this. And these groups have been set up to try and get younger people and um, who are, you know, more mobile and have got, um, can just do stuff um, to go and uh, essentially adopt the mom and pop. So adopt the older person in your, in your community and help them. And um, all the way through to people, there was a, there was a struggle here whereby um, people with type one diabetes um, were struggling to get the right medicine, right? Uh, and so these pharma groups and what have you, um, uh, all collaborated together to make sure that people in need can actually get access to the medicine and the pharmaceuticals that they need to, oh. to do that. And so we're just seeing, you know, everywhere from fun to, um, to sort of heart tear jerking to real, like actually as in like medical need um, that's being used. So that's, that, that's good to see as well. Yeah, I think it's such an easy platform, obviously, for users to, to use. Um, just, just going back to what you're saying before about video, because you did share with me some of the stats on that. Um, you know, video calling, as you said, uh, more than 700 million daily actives um, are being used across WhatsApp and Messenger for calling. Um, mm -hmm. Also, what was it? Live video. I think people are obviously using live video a lot on Facebook now. Yeah. Um, there's more than 800 million daily actives. Um, and you also mentioned there's an exciting kind of new announcement around Messenger rooms um, in the sense of video. Yeah. And so, look, the um, the... One of the things that we're trying to do as a business is to make sure that we are developing the right um, suite of services that can help people through this time. And some of that is like just COVID related and some of it's more longer term trends that we're seeing. Um, but Messenger Rooms is essentially, you know, we are seeing um, through our portal device or through just people um, calling via Messenger or WhatsApp on their phones or it might be. The amount of videos, the amount of video calling is just going through the roof, right? So Messenger Rooms is a way that, and um, we are just going to make that experience much easier, um, and that you can also connect with much greater groups of people 
directly when they're when they're when they're live. So you don't have to schedule a call. You can just see if they're live, and then you can um, ping into a, a video call with them, which just is a much more natural piece of behavior. The other thing is that we're increasing the number of people you can have on WhatsApp from four to eight as well on a video call. Um, and uh, there's going to be other other really cool things like enhancing the backgrounds within uh, 360 backgrounds. So you could be in Hawaii, for example, whilst you're sitting in Parramatta, and it's a 360 oh. background that's moving just to make the whole experience much better. And um, I mean, I've got my family are back in Ireland, um, and I just bought my sisters, both of our parents, um, uh, my wife and my wife's parents and my mum, uh, and a couple of my friends actually who just had new um, newborn kids the portal device because from a video calling perspective it's awesome it just brings a bit of fun back into life right so um i'm definitely a user and i tell you what most people in australia are as well so so how how do we how do we kind of like take some of that paul from a business perspective because obviously it makes perfect sense in a social thing as you're giving some examples there and for all of us to connect socially um, with COVID, it's, it's, bring us all, it's brought us all kind of, um, you know, in, in turn on starting to use uh, technology a lot more. But how, how do you think businesses now can learn from this and even start enhancing this between building that communication now a little bit more, whether it's fun or whatever, but certainly using some of these great facilities for customer communication? Yeah, look, uh, maybe um, would it be useful if I can give you some of the trends we're seeing at, a, at an industry level just overall? Yeah, um, that'd be great. Um, and then it all kind of merges together, right? So, I mean, three big things we, we were finding from the industry where people were, first of all, wanting to, um, first and foremost, we're trying to work out how they can keep their employees safe, um, you know, through this, through this, um, you know, uh, pandemic, there is, um, people are at home, they're not as connected with their, and um, their colleagues, they're, you know, people are worried about mental health and well-being and all that sort of stuff. And so, executives and CEOs within companies are really trying to work out how to do that first and foremost. Once you get that sort of, and no, nobody's got it perfect, right? Um, but everybody's working hard at it. Um, and, you know, we've got a range of tools there that are trying to help people do that. But once that's kind of gotten into a better place, the next thing that people are really thinking about from a marketing lens and from a business lens is how do you reemerge from COVID? So once the dust kind of settles and, you're thinking about business models and new customer segments and whatever it might be. How do these businesses, because it's competitive out there, um, some companies may not, may not get through this, some industries may not get through this, and many new competitors are coming out of, uh, out of the woodwork that didn't, didn't used to be in your competitive set before. And so there's a real big need at the moment to work out how you can emerge post-COVID. And then the final one will be, um, there's a lot, we're getting a lot of questions at the moment around what role can um, our platforms and other tech platforms um, do to help hit, to aid the emerge out of COVID. But then once we get back to normal, what is the new normal going to look like, right? And so what do these technology platforms look like? And um, a couple of, couple of standouts for me, uh, you know, there's a couple, there's some funny ones. Um, there's, a, I don't know if you've heard of a, of a, a term called the lipstick effect. Um, <laughs> The lipstick effect was, um, uh, I think it was coined by this, an old CEO of the Estee Lauder group. I'll, I'll come back to you and, and give you the exact details, but it's whereby people buy tons of stuff through this, through GFC, through now, but they're not going to go and buy the fur coat, but they'll buy the lipstick and they'll buy loads of lipstick uh, or loads of, you know, the, the smaller product, right? Uh, and I think there was a stat um, on Instagram, something like... Um, uh, uh, the amount of um, like nail tutorials on Instagram is up 450%. So people going live to teach people to do work from, to do things that they would typically get a service from 
and do it themselves at home. And then obviously there's cross-sell opportunities within that, right? So cosmetic companies doing tutorials and then selling a product. Um, uh, you know, baristas doing stuff and then selling you home coffee beans or a, or a, or a Breville coffee machine or something like that. And um, so there's all these really nice use cases whereby people are, um, you know, they're trying to take your, um, your, your, your standard behavior you want to have and bringing it into your living room behavior and then using that as a way to engage. Um, the industries I think that we've seen major, major spikes in. So, um, you're looking at home fitness, everybody's kind of across that. We're seeing a lot there, a lot of the food delivery guys. So, you know, hello, fresh Marty spoon, um, these types of people, sometimes they're, they're so, they're so in on the other at the moment that it's really difficult to even keep up with demand. And so people are trying to, you know, manage customer service uh, alongside the huge demands that are coming there. So, you know, sometimes there's pressure on high demand as well. Um, so that, that's, that's interesting. Um, from a, um, from a challenging perspective, you know, it's, um, I think the most challenged industry globally is travel and tourism, um, because, well, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing borders close internally in the country, international borders close for quite a while. Um, but you know, out of that, one of the things I would say that has stood out for me in that industry would be, um, I think the guys at South Australia tourism, um, I would make a special mention that Brent and the team over there, uh, Brett Hill, but it's, it's like, you know, they have, um, you had bushfires, then you had COVID, right? It's like a double Y for, for industry that's reliant on people going and doing stuff, right? Um, and I think the term at the minute is that Australia needs a holiday. Um, it just does. We all, we all feel like we kind of need a bit of a, a, bit of a break. Um, but one of the things they've done is they haven't, they haven't sacrificed their, their um, creativity. They haven't sacrificed their their guile and their and you know the, the the amount of work they're putting into this stuff and so um, I think that the, they're they're coining it like living room tourism, whereby um, a good example would be we know that people have to cook at home, so they're bringing a, a chef from South Australia to help people with cooking tutorials at home, which then reminds those people about the destination. So when they're ready to travel, guess what? You're going to go there. So creative ways of thinking. How do you think about this consumer change? And bring your brand into the living room so that when people are ready to leave the living room they come to you yeah it's a, it's an interesting um way and again it goes back to that pivoting of trying to think about you know how, how do we still keep front of mind you know with our brand for for when things are, are back and, and open and to some kind of normality tourism's an interesting one as you mentioned I, I know there's something like one in 13 jobs in australia is related to to tourism so it's such a such a big yeah. one there's other industries i think that are that are also kind of um challenged um you know obviously the fitness industry but i know uh, i think you and i spoke about uh, one peloton that's doing quite well for the indoor cycling yeah. um, around the world um, and also Royal Caribbean. I mean, the, the cruise liners have taken a bit of a hammering over COVID-19, but Royal Caribbean are doing kind of using Facebook as a, almost like a, a virtual experience of being on a cruise with all the activities that you would normally do. You can do them with your children through Facebook. Yeah, uh, look, you know, so the Peloton one's super interesting. They had 23,000 people um, live stream a Peloton spin class. Um, which is the equivalent of um, half of the London Marathon, right? On a, on a spin class. It's unbelievable. Um, shares of the company went up 30% in 30 days. Uh, so we're seeing these, um, these things emerge out of that. Now, you know, if you're at home doing your spin class and you've bought a, a bike that costs that amount of money and you're engaging with it and they've nailed it, you're probably going to keep doing that, right? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and so 
uh, in many ways, I think that we've got, um, you've got some people who are just kind of well positioned for it. And then you've got other, you've got other industries out there that are, that are pivoting. So I, I don't know if you've seen the meme, um, which is what, um, so let me take a step back. So one of the bigger things for more traditional industries is how do they um, transform into the digital world, right? Really quickly to try and capture people's living at home, working from home, isolation behavior, right? Um, otherwise you might become totally irrelevant over time. Um, and the, the meme was what um, created your digital transformation? Was it your CEO, your CTO or COVID? Um, and in many ways, COVID is done in a couple of months, what people have been trying to do for many years, right? Because it's forced the world inside of their homes, which means that you no longer have access to physical things that you had before, uh, which has meant that companies have had to go and you know, invest really heavily to go and capture that person. I think bank banking is a super interesting one there um, because you know, the consumer now is more digital than ever. Um, services are available more readily. Um, new competitors are bouncing, bouncing into the market. Um, but you know, when I deal with my retail bank now, I'm, I've always been dealing with them on, a on, on my phone, but I have you know, been conducting my, like a new mortgage thing on my, on my app uh, and on the phone. Whereas previously, I would have went to the, even I would have went to the branch to go and do that. Whereas now, I'm not going to go to the branch. I'm going to do it on my phone. And so that's a really good example where um, you know, the banks are going to try and win the, the digital consumer. What, what are you talking about retail banking? What about retail in general? Because I know, you know, obviously retail has been hammered, you know, um, quite, quite heavily with people not being able to go into the traditional shops. Um, you know, Meyer in particular, I think you, you, you found have started pivoting towards uh, e-commerce. Mm. Um, what other trends have you found in the, in the retail sector? Yeah, look, you know, um, there's no doubt. Well, you know, when, consumers, when consumer confidence is back and um, you know, people are at jobs and don't have as much discretionary budget. They don't buy the things that they used to buy, um, typically. And so, you know, that just, that just typically has a flow on effect in these industries, right? Um, so retail, um, you know, globally is, is, uh, is getting a bit tough, to be fair. However, um, what they're doing is they're quickly pivoting their strategies to, to online, right? So people still need stuff and people still going to buy stuff, right? Um, but the companies that are pivoting very quickly to online are the ones that, that, uh, that will win. There was a, I, I know there was a, um, an article from, um, from Jeff over at Meyer in terms of how quickly they had pivoted their strategy and the uptake in online sales really quickly. So, um, they were having to get a lot of the people who would be in physical stores to be fulfilling the, um, the supply chain for digital to fulfill actually the orders for, for digital. And so that's a good example of a big traditional, um, company. Um, being able to pivot quite quickly. Um, what is interesting, though, as well, is that you know a lot of um, a lot of these uh, a lot of companies now are now that have been digital first or digital natives are now competing very, very, very directly with some of the more traditional guys. And so there is a bit of a tug of war there. Um, and I think the companies that are more nimble and consumer first will be the ones that will win through this. And some other companies may may struggle at the end of it, to be honest. Um, that's that, that, that was that. The other thing that um, we've seen happening a lot within the, the, the retailers is that they're pivoting their um, traditional cataloging strategies into digital catalog. Uh, and so um, our platform is one of, uh, is one of um, I suppose, a few that would be used. But essentially, the feed is now, or in the Facebook feed for a, for a retailer, it's now used as your digital catalog. So, you know, you've got your dynamic product feeds, reaching the person on their phone while they're at home without any need for um, going and producing a physical catalog. Um, 
And so, yeah, that's quite a clever but tactical way of, um, uh, of, of using it. So in terms of businesses, Paul, if we, if we tie it back to, you know, businesses watching this about how they can, they can probably pivot their businesses and start using Facebook. I know, you know, obviously we talked about live video, uh, our local church and quite a few churches obviously have been live streaming their masses via Facebook and getting quite a good, um, quite a good result, good following, which will then obviously lead in, as you were mentioning before, by doing stuff now using, using the social platforms, you're going to lead into post COVID with, with your brand still front and foremost. What about um, leadership, if we turn to that? So the, the CEOs, the leaders of organizations that probably maybe have been a little bit social shy in the past, like how, how important is it for them to sort of start using, you know, the platform a little bit more to, to get a strong message across, I suppose, of leadership? Yeah, I think, um, so I can talk about the platform a bit. I think there's a, there's a, there's a, bigger, there's a bigger challenge, to be honest, which isn't Facebook related. It's more, um, you know, when, if you think about, at the moment, um, if you if you go and look into um, the way employees feel about their um, executive presence um, versus the way executives feel that they connect with people, there's a huge gap, right? Um, so people at the moment, especially, this is when um, leaders of companies, um, you know, myself included here in Australia, all the way up to Mark, um, globally for us, obviously, who I think doing a really good job, by the way, um, uh, is. We have, a, we have a responsibility now to be communicating and being human and being really honest and open and normal about the way that we talk to our staff and the way that we lead our staff at the moment and companies. And, and there's, a couple of, there's a couple of ways to think about that. We need to be optimistic, but we need to be realistic as well um, because people don't want any bullshit, basically. They want to be talked to as humans um, and not to be sold. Um, they, want to be, they want to feel like they're, they're engaged and they're informed. Now, outside of through COVID, outside of um, like people like the World Health Organization and scientists, CEOs are the next and most important source of information for employees. Um, and so they want frequency um, and they want um, vulnerability and they want human contact from a real person, not from a faceless executive, right? And so now is the, now is the opportunity for people to, to pair that back. And I was laughing at the start when you said about, you know, well, we're sitting here and you know, or sometimes it's nice to have that mask of the blazer and the shirt and, you know, be out for a nice lunch or something like that, right? And, and we all have that. But actually, when you pair it back to people at home without any makeup on or the kids running about and the dogs are there, and that's the real person and that's, that's who people really want. So okay. I think now is now more than ever is an opportunity for people to lead um, in that really sort of vulnerable, honest way. Yeah, it's so true. I think I think this is an opportunity for for I suppose brands to be really transparent and to to be honest because um, I I I notice that there's obviously a lot more organic social happening, you know, um, as opposed to just paid media because obviously there there are um, a lot of businesses cutting back on their paid media but increasing their organic, um, and I I think it's so important that you know as brands we want to be we want to be transparent. We want to be getting that brand message across, but also using this opportunity to, to really connect and be honest with the marketplace. And, and social is a great way to do that because it's seen as that kind yeah. of personal connection. Totally. You know, and obviously there's, um, I don't know if you've been following any of the, the kind of DJ sets or the interesting live yeah. things, and the bands and what have you. I think I've seen something that, did you see the one with Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters? Um, and their, their live piece. I mean, that's amazing, right? Um, but you've got um, uh, a 
I think the one that kicked it off was a guy called D. Um, he's called D. Nice. So the letter D and then N I C E. And uh, he went live on Instagram, and I think there's hundreds of thousands of people ended up on it. Oprah was there, Jay Z, all the rest of it. And I'll send you a link. Actually, he did a he did a piece with the other guy who was um, who did it with him, and they were talking about how it's completely changed their their opinion of what what social media can actually mean. Um, because to be able to go out and I suppose create that sense of fun and enjoyment and brighten people's day up by just clicking a live button straight away and having hundreds of thousands of people at your concert. I mean, amazing, right? And then you're seeing it pop up everywhere. Everybody's doing it, right? Um, but it's just fun, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's also, it's also what I've seen, obviously, um, and generally through Facebook, it's, it's not even like the big bands that are doing it. It's the small little local DJs that are setting up the lights and setting up the music and, and doing a, you know, playing a set from their local garage or you know, somewhere close. It's, it's all yeah. about that sharing and keeping that connection alive. That's right. So maybe just to, to finish off with, Paul, let's, let's turn to innovation. Um, what have you kind of seen, you know, because this also is a time where, as I mentioned in the opening of the interview, that a lot of people are, are, are kind of pulling back, others are kind of seeing the uncertainty, but others are looking at this as a real opportunity. And, and besides pivoting, are innovating. Um, what kind of, kind of innovations have you seen sort of coming through in, in the market that we yeah. can sort of come out of COVID better than we went in? Look, are the big investments we're going to have um, for the year ahead will be, if the years ahead are going to be around um, uh, product innovation, R&D, et cetera, et cetera. It's like we're, we're, um, we realize how much people need um, the right tools to be able to connect both with small businesses, big businesses, people, friends, family. And so um, what we're looking at doing now, there's some stuff, obviously, that we're doing around the COVID piece, which is you know, investing in tools to make sure that we're getting the right information in people's hands, making sure that people um, can get access to, to the right things that they need, um, and then all the way through to connection with friends and family, how do we make that much easier? Um, and so on the, on the friends and family piece, we talked about video, we talked about calling, um, and the messenger rooms piece is a really big, big, big bet for us because um, essentially that's a really easy way. People are spending more and more time in these services, um, more and more time on the internet. There's a real craving to connect and stay close to the things that matter to you and the people that matter. And so messenger rooms, um, which is just launched in Australia, um, is, uh, is, is a really cool way that we're going to make that interaction so much easier, right? And um, you're spending time in the platform already. You'll see who else is there. Immediately you can jump into a room in a video call with them. So that's, that's great. Um, and then that extends all the way through other things such as our hardware like Portal and Oculus. Um, so that's a, that's a big one. Um, but with something we didn't touch on, um, which was around small to medium business, I mean, small to medium business is the, it's the heartbeat of every economy around the world. Um, and you know, our, uh, our focus is on making sure that we can support the economic revival of small to medium business. Um, I don't know if you've seen the, 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 the new functionality that's launched in Instagram, but um, so I go to a local coffee shop and I know the owner well for, for Tony down in Balmain. Um, I still go, go in the morning when I take the dogs out and pick up a coffee. Uh, and I was talking to him about this because he, there's now going to be stickers launched on it. And we'll, we'll have actually launched on Instagram whereby you'll be able to buy a gift card for, for Tony. Or there was a sticker whereby you can order your food directly from Tony. And then that goes through to like a food delivery partner, right? And so we're building all of these tools now to make sure that we can either get, get more funding into these, um, these businesses that are struggling or that people can just via our platform and services go and order directly from them. 
And so I was telling him about that and he was like, happy days, you know, he was all over it. <laughs> so like little things like that. So getting the, I think getting the right tech built to make, help people to communicate and connect video, obviously, and calling is a big thing. But then there's a really big part around trying to support these local, local small businesses mm. and communities to go and actually um, essentially like not go out of business where possible and help them thrive. Yeah, that's, that's amazing, Paul. And I think it's, it's showing that, you know, this, the COVID thing we're going through has actually brought us a little bit closer together. It's made us uh, a lot more of a community. And I think there's a lot of positive things that are coming out of this, that when we all get back to some kind of a new normal, um, we're probably going to be just that little bit more um, respectful of each other, a bit more connected with each other. Did you see finally the thing about um, the um, Sergeant Tom or the guy, in the, the guy from the army in the UK, that story? No. Oh, man, this is a cracker. So he, um, he basically, on his, he's 99, he just turned 100, but he said that for the NHS, um, he would do, it's all over our platforms, obviously, but um, that, that he would do. And this is a, I think this is a really nice way to finish off the piece around where, you know, we're going through something awful, but yet there's so many wonderful examples all over the world whereby humanity is kind of shining through. Um, now, obviously, there's bad stuff as well, but... Um, sometimes it's just nice, I think, to to reflect on the goodness that, that exists in the world that we live in. And, you know, and, and he said he would do 100 laps of his garden before his 100th birthday um, to try and raise money. And he's done 100 laps of his, uh, of his garden. He's raised tens of millions of pounds mm -hmm. and he got 125,000 birthday cards um, delivered to him. And there's a, some beautiful imagery around of all these cards and he's going to read every one of them and all the rest. And I was like, good on you, man. It's a good example of somebody just a 99 year old man taking it in his own hands to go and do something really good for the, the people on the front line, right? And then humanity's turned around and said, Good on you, Tom. There's and there's 125,000 people have sent him a birthday card. So, um, I think there's there's hope out there, yeah. It is that's a, that's a beautiful story to, to end off with because it, it really does kind of wrapping up, bring it back to you know, brands themselves thinking about how they can do more for people, but, you know, obviously being able to connect stronger with your audience. Um, now's the time to do it. If you haven't done it before, this is that, that real kind of connection that, that the, the Simon Sinek, why you do what you do that really connects everyone's together. I did like as well. You, you mentioned to me when we, uh, we spoke about, you know, that the background of a lot of stuff that, that you do at Facebook is, a uh, is around reacting, responding, and then reemerging. Yeah. And I thought that was, that was pretty good for people to kind of take away with as well during this, that, you know, if you're a business, you, you uh, maybe just talk us through that just very briefly for businesses that are thinking, how do I use social? How do I get started? How should I be using it during this COVID-19? Yeah, look, so most, um, you know, for us, for us, it's not, um, it's not even just, we, we're, we don't typically just speak to clients about Facebook. Um, we're, we're trying to speak to people about their business, right? Um, and so, Re-emerging is just the reality of it is is that people are spending um, consumers consumers are changing where they're spending their time and what they're doing right um, and so our our responsibility for our clients our industry partners our agencies everything like that is to work out how do we make sure that we can um, we can support them as best as possible as they try to re-emerge out of this this situation that we're in right and so that comes everything from helping to work out you know, what consumers are doing through insights all the way through to um, how do we, what role does Facebook have to play um, to make sure that your, your brand's getting salience, et cetera. Um, you know, so it's not just about us. It's about how do we support the industry overall to try and come out of this. And um, like a good example is that at the minute people aren't traveling, right? 
the travel industry is going to bounce and it's going to bounce back really, really, really heavily mm. because Australia needs tourism, um, as most countries do, to go and drive their economy. Um, we need people to travel internally. We need uh, people internationally to come here when it's safe to do so. So at the moment, what we're trying to work there is we're supporting that industry, even though, like, you know, you've seen stuff around people being stood down and obviously um, some, some uh, parts of the industry struggling. That's short term. I think longer term, that's going to that's gonna really bounce back. And so our job now is supporting them as they build their strategies when they're for the bounce back, right? Yeah, so, so true. And, and, and we often talk about that as well. And the, the whole idea of what we're doing through the couch is thinking beyond COVID is what it's going to be. I know China, you know, if you look at where things sort of started, their hard hit tourism sector is poised for a gradual recovery. They reckon, you know, the record number of 80 million tourists um, are beginning to return to normality after the recent COVID-19 lockdowns as they start to ease it. Uh, back in China. So I'm sure you're right. I'm sure there's going to be boom times and it'll be time to yeah. reboot businesses uh, in the in the near future. And look, you know, finally, just to, I know um, where we are for time-wise, but there were, um, the, the reality of this is, right, is that people through this period of time, um, there is, a, I can't remember the, um, it's called like the substitutes, right? Um, and, you know, for brands that don't, um, don't remain important at this, this period of time for their customer, there are substitutes out there, right? And so um, it's really more important than ever that people, um, people continue to have their brand presence out there, that they, they, they transform their models to make sure that they're staying relevant for the consumer because if they don't, others will. Um, and so, you know, you see many examples of it whereby companies are doing it really well. Um, and you'll see examples whereby people kind of maybe don't, don't adapt quickly enough, right? Um, but, but salience cut through making sure, you know, um, the transformation is there and your brand is staying relevant, um, and trying to make sure these substitutes that can come out of nowhere don't end up kind of, um, you know, winning, winning your consumer, if you like, I think that's, uh, that's important. The GFC showed us it, showed us it, and it's going to be the same through this as well. Yeah. And, and, and also previous disasters, like when we look back to, uh, you know, crisis like even World War Two, they've they, they've shown that the brands that continue to to be there for people during those hard times of World War Two become the market leaders in the future, and the others just kind of disappeared. Um, but it's been awesome to talk to you, Paul McCrory, Group Industry Director of Facebook. Thank you for joining me on your couch, on my couch. Cheers, Tony. Look after yourself, mate. Nice to see you. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Bye. -bye.